Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 301 albums in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Oh, Slugs, slunks, mm-hmm. chimney sweepers, mm-hmm. street sweepers, yeah. chimney cleaners. Yeah. The man who invented riced cauliflower. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Richard Nixon's proctologist granddaughter's former roommate. Uh, Richard Gere's hamster. The woman I am stealing every single streaming service from. <laughs> And me too. <laughs> Two former children who appeared on Double Dare 2000, the Nickelodeon show. Wow. Okay. Ashton Kutcher's Spirit of the Party. What? What? What is that? Uh, the International Brotherhood of Typewriter Repairmen, and most especially, our Patreon secret coop subscribers: Dan Morrison, Dylan Lance, and Ian Killia. Hell yeah! This is episode seventy-two of Getting Head. Bucket cast. cast. Yeah, wow, we're here. We're yeah, we made it to seventy-two. We're yeah. we're, we're like twenty-eight away from hundred. We're really close. So that's true. What do you got? What else do you got for seventy-two? Uh, it. <laughs> this yeah. is something you should know. Seven plus two is nine. Are you ready for a Geek Squad fact? Uh, okay. Seventy-two is the original dots per square inch on the Apple Macintosh. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's that's been pretty standard for computer monitors for a long time until we moved up to these better high res screens. Yeah, better. Yeah, better. Yeah, Eddie Vedder. Better, better, uh, better, better than Eddie Vedder. Better yes. bedwetter Eddie Vedder. Yeah, yellow lead better. That's the guy from that. Yeah, I don't know. What's new with you, Spencer? Uh oh my God, so much. Britt, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, uh-huh. I've I've been saving some some factos to drop on you this year, Bucket Cast. Are you ready? Fine. Um, the very first thing we got to talk about is uh, former Five Finger Death Punch drummer Jeremy Spencer. Yeah, is is it? Uh, how's that spelled? Is it Spencer for hire or Spencer's gifts? Uh, gifts. It's of the gifts oh, variety. Yeah, the Hate better kind. It. The better kind. Hate to see it. The better um, kind. I love to see it. Um, so why am I bringing up Five Finger Death, former Five Finger Death Punch drummer Jeremy Spencer, you might ask? That's a good question. Well, uh, okay. He did something interesting uh, somewhat recently. Uh-huh. Um, on October 31st, 2021, yeah. he released nine albums. Wow. A drummer. Uh, uh-huh. He played all of the instruments as far as I know. Oh, so he's he plays more than drums. Then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, as far as I know, I don't really know a whole lot about them, but uh, so the band that he released uh, these these albums under is called Psycho Sinner, and that's spelled S Y N N E R. I think I've seen this before. He, I think I've seen this before. Uh huh. He's like it's like super stylized, super stupid metal. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen, I, I saw a video of this like a year or two ago and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is hilarious. Yeah. I didn't know they had an album, much less they're releasing nine at once. So he released nine albums at once on October 31st, 2021. So like, what, four months ago? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on Halloween, interesting. On Halloween, um, this is this is interesting. So this guy mm-hmm. has a has a bit of an interesting career. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's funny to talk about this. So like his band currently is called Psycho Sinner. He performs under the name Grim Sinner. That's I, spelled G R Y M. Um, I, I I hate to do this, uh, but this belongs somewhere, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> God news. God news. God news This is very. Don't don't try to keep this out of. This is definitely goth. Uh, All right. What was his name again? Jeremy Spencer. No, no. His his, what does he go? Grim Sinner. Oh. Give, okay. me, give me give me a more goth name than Grim Sinner Spencer. Yeah, it's please, pretty, it's please. pretty goth. It's pretty goth. Please? Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay, check this out. Check this out. So yeah. Okay. He was in he was in Five Finger Death Punch mm-hmm. from 2005. He was one of the founding members of the band. He left the band in 2018 because he had to have surgery on his back. Okay. So it was like a pretty serious health thing. Like he literally couldn't play with them anymore, so that's yeah. why he left the band. Mm-hmm. Um and so he was announced in, in uh, on the at the end of 2018 that he would not be returning to Five Finger Death Punch. So he left them for a couple months, then decided he wasn't going to come back. So what did he do after that? You might ask. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, but go for yeah, it. Yeah, I know. So uh, he was first in 2019, June 2019. He was sworn in as a reserve police officer in Indiana. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, and then in September 2019, he's been very busy. It was announced that Spencer would be acting, co-directing, writing, and providing the music for the soft pornographic horror parody series Lady Killer TV, which he also created. Sick. In Honestly, the announcement, that sounds rad. Uh, so he announced this. Uh, the series apparently it happened. Um, the series features several prominent pornographic actors and actresses, such as Tori Black, Adriana Chechik, yeah. uh, and Tommy Pistol. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, pretty wild. Pretty wild. Nice. Um, nice. Um, so then at some point after making Lady Killer TV, uh, he just made nine albums and decided to release them in a day. Um, let's go through the names of those albums. Please. Um, the first one, uh, or at least this is the first one listed on his website, of the nine groups uh, or nine albums, unholy hymns for the children. Love it, super goth. Next. Uh, album two, the devil made you do it. Very goth. Next, album three, killing you softly. My God, you need to see the album cover for this one. <laughs> the, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. That's really, so he's like dressed up as the devil. Yeah, he's like. basically dressed up as the devil. Yeah. Uh, he's dressed up as a grim sinner. Brit. True, true. Grim sinner, which the devil, I think, is a grim sinner. So. Uh, speaking of grim sins, uh-huh. uh, album four, Fuck in the Fire. That rocks hard. <laughs> that, that's, that, that rocks. Uh, <laughs> album five, Dying to See You. Mm. Number six, Bite the Snake. 
And that's my favorite one. <laughs> that goes hard. That's a real. He's like, into CBT. That's a real like yeah. Yeah. A real smell the glove type. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh-huh. Um. Uh. Album seven. Mm-hmm. As the demon dances under the blood red sky. Huh. Album eight six 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 A.D. Volume one. Or sorry. Sorry, album six is uh, 666 BC, volume one, uh-huh. The Burning Years. Okay. And then it's 666 AD, uh-huh. volume two, The Scorched Years. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah that sounds great. Uh, which, okay, I saw this and it, it just, I think it's funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is. It's also huh. super goth and we appreciate anyone uh, spreading the message. Yeah, totally, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's. It's goth time. Um, Indeed. Continuing with goth news, King of the Goths and generally nice human being Robert Smith recently announced on Twitter that not only are The Cure in the process of making a new album, but they will also be touring it again in the near future. The band's follow-up to 2008 413 Dream is highly anticipated, and Smith has suggested it might be the group's last album. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's like in his 60s now, so it makes sense. They've been around for fucking um, And dude, that guy has written years. so many songs. So many good songs. So many fucking songs. Um, in goth obituaries, mm-hmm. Florid A, also known as Frida Goth, age 92, of Verona, Wisconsin, passed away on Sunday, <laughs> February 6th, at St. Mary's <laughs> Care Center. She was born on June 25th, 1929, in Black Earth, Wisconsin. Holy shit. The daughter of Hubert and Norma Kelter. Florid was an avid Packers and Brewers fan. She enjoyed a glass of Ruby Lady wine and liked going to the Ho-Chunk Casino. (laughs) Florid had a general love for music and played both the piano and the accordion. Fucking swinging dick, man. That's Uh, that's She enjoyed spending time with her family and is survived by many children and grandchildren. And most of all, she was a goth. And in final and the most unfortunate (laughs) goth news, Papa John's founder and goth (laughs) John Shatner confirmed this week that he is scheduled to speak at this year's Conservative Political Action (laughs) Conference, also known as CPAC. CPAC is... uh, um, also being he's also being joined at CPAC by probable sex offenders Donald Trump and Matt Gates as key speakers. Oh yeah, yeah. The conference is to be held between January twenty fourth to twenty seventh in Orlando, Florida. So hopefully something bad happens by then. <laughs> Dark news for cool dudes. What else is up, Spencer? Oh man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Have, <laughs> <laughs> I found myself in a funny situation recently mm-hmm. and I feel like it's, it's worth talking about. Like so funny, funny, ha ha or funny getting your penis stuck in a bicycle chain. Uh, more the latter than the f- former. All right, go for um, it. So <laughs> have you ever had like uh really intense uh, gastrointestinal distress? But yeah, the same. You're talking diarrhea. Yeah, like so, like diarrhea, bad stomach problems. Uh Yeah. But while you have somebody like a sex friend staying over, I try not. I know, right? Yeah, Yeah. and then like, okay, so basically, (laughs) I had to leave work early the other day Mm -hmm. because 
some I got food poisoning basically mm-hmm. somehow. Right. And uh, after the third trip to the bathroom at work, I was like, I need to go home. No. <laughs> this is fucked. And um, I had a person hanging out at my house. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I'm leaving work early because I'm coming home to shit and you need to leave. Cool. <laughs> So I I just wanted to open the floor to see if uh, you've ever had to kick a person out of your house because you had to shit. I don't think so. Nice. I don't think I'm that ashamed of like my bowel movements and also like I know how to like hide them well enough and like, mm. I don't know. My my d- digestive system's pretty pretty good. I've never like yeah. I mean, I've this never, rarely like, happens. Sharded or shit my pants. Or yeah, me either. So yeah, me. me I'm, I'm pretty confident in my butthole. Yeah, you know, it's it's surprising. Like every time I tell people like I've never shit myself, they're like, really? Yeah. That well, and then I'm like, how every, does that happen to you? Everyone's like, Spencer, really? I figure you'd have a fucking <laughs> blown out asshole. Jesus. Yeah. They, you figure that it's what you would assume. Be like a fucking spare tire after like. 6,000 miles, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so that, you know, that was a, that was an adventure in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty good. That's pretty fun. Yeah. We have a new discord. Yeah. People should join that. Yeah. If you're listening, join our discord. There's a, there's links on the yeah, sites. Uh, go, yeah. Go to the, go to our Instagram and stuff. It's, it's on our link tree, which is on our Instagram and our Twitter. Go yeah. there. Go to our link tree. Yeah, um, trying to trying to farm up a community of sorts. Yeah, a head community, a, por- a porn hub community. Yeah, yeah. Because we're we're really like the ultimate goal here is recently we we have figured out that there's really um, if you're not familiar with Rule Thirty Four, Rule Thirty Four is the rule of the internet yep. which states if something exists, pornography exists of it on the internet. Correct and. And so far, I've been trying to prove Rule Thirty Four for Buckethead, and I, I don't think empty. it exists. Yeah, I don't think Buckethead porn exists. But like the thing is, is as scientists, as yeah. internet scientists, as we are, mm-hmm. um, we cannot, you know, we cannot affect the outcome of the Rule Thirty Four observation by like bringing it into existence. I don't you know, know what I mean? about that. Well, I, I feel like that's unfair. I think I might have to fuck a bitch in a Buckethead costume. Oh, that's amazing. Ah, uh, that's pretty good. I do like that. Yeah, I don't in, know in if I some, like it, but I'm I mean, yeah, feel like maybe like I is the did, wrong word. Yeah, like I, I feel like it conceptually, needs to be done. Conceptually, yeah. it does something inter- interesting yeah. to my Inte- brain. Intellectually, you don't yeah. disagree with it. Uh-huh. You're like, well, that should probably happen. Mm-hmm. But scientifically, I, I have some problems. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, th- I think that Buckethead is like the o- the only thing that I've found that is. Uh, it is outside of the Rule 34. The, yeah, I cannot find it. They don't even rule really have Buckethead like, fanfic, which is weird. Yeah, no, there, there really I, isn't. I, I looked. I know several I find people any. who very much want to have sex with Buckethead. Interesting. That's new to me. Yeah. Uh, cool. I'm, we've, we've had one of them as a guest. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. At least one of them. Shout Look, out to Cody Cooper. Oh, I was talking about chibs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Australians, obviously. Yeah, yeah, the, both the Australian guys. Both chibs and Bevo were chomping at that bucket dick for sure. Yeah, chomping <laughs> at that bucket dick. I mean, yeah, they have families and whatever, but mm-hmm. we know what they think about when they're making new children with their wives. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. Um, Britt, what's up with you? 
Um, not a whole lot. I mean, I'm I'm kind of like walking without a cane now, kind of hobbling along. It's, no uh, more Herman Cain. Yeah, kind of the last period of my uh, my recovery here, which is nice. You know, it was only two two and a half months mm-hmm. to um, recover. All right, here. I mean, I don't fully have like mobility, and like everything still feels weird and tight in my foot, but mm-hmm. it's getting there. Um, nice. It's the the bones fused up enough now to where it's not gonna like hurt it to walk on it more. Nice. Ah, oh, that's uh, that's that's good. So it is good. Hopefully, this is the last week I have to talk about that. <laughs> next, <laughs> yeah, hopefully for next, me too. Next week, maybe I'll come come up with something <laughs> real in my life that's actually happened. Nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. Yep. Cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. Let's uh. Let's let's do a bucket fact. Let's do it. Today, we're going to talk about a film the Buckethead composed and appears in, but was never released. Wow. Tony Hooper's All-American Massacre. Written and directed by Tony Hooper son of famed Texas Chainsaw Massacre director Toby Hooper, All-American Massacre was meant to act as both a prequel and sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 and 2. Starring fellow Cornbugs bandmate Bill Mosley, returning in his role as Chop Top from Texas Ma- uh, Chainsaw Massacre 2, mm-hmm. the film takes place years after the events of the first two films, after Chop Top has been caught and institutionalized. The narrative is structured around flashbacks tied to an interview he is being given by a tabloid reporter and his eventual escape and killing spree thereafter. Mm -hmm. Starting as a 15-minute short in 1998 and growing to a 60-minute feature film, production took until 2000, whereafter Buckethead scored the entire film. Reasons for the film never being released are unknown, but speculation as to the rights of the character of Leatherface, reportedly played by Buckethead in the film, might have blocked its release. There were also rumors of fears that the film would further damage the legacy of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre after the universally panned Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation was released. Tony Hooper, however, has gone on record saying that none of these were as instrumental to the non-release of the film as money problems in post-production. Since then, there has been a website teasing the release of the film and even a Kickstarter, but the Kickstarter failed to reach their monetary goal, and the website has been offline since 2018. Damn. A bootleg copy of the film has been rumored to exist, and surely the film must exist in some form somewhere, but it has never surfaced. We, Damn. we do have a very weird teaser trailer about two minutes long featuring Buckethead as Leatherface, though. Whoa. Yep, and that's maybe all we'll ever see of a feature film starring Buckethead. Bucket facts. Holy shit, that was amazing. That was an incredible bucket fact, Britt. Thanks for that. Hoop-de-doop, scooper-doo, bing-bang-bong. I want to see Buckethead as Leatherface. That sounds I awesome. Know. Yeah, it rocks, right? Like, I'm into that. I want to fucking see that shit. Sounds great. What did we listen to this week? We listened Spencer? to three fucking pikes. Yeah, we did. Pike 214, 215, and 216. Trace Candle. Teleflector. And Wheel of Wheels of Ferris, respectively. respectively. Yeah. Um We're back to regular music, which is yeah. something interesting. I it is. It uh it, I'm still I mean, it's been this is the second week, right? We've been out of 
the Halloween pikes Correct. fully. And mm-hmm. it's, it, I'm still like getting used to like not hating these again. <laughs> like actually yeah, like, yeah. sitting down and like going back and listening to a song. I actually went back and listened to some of these songs. Huh. Unlike, unlike any of the Halloween pikes. Yeah, totally. Know. And it's like, like I said last week, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot harder to have funny conversations when you don't hate the thing you're talking about because it's very easy to punch down on something. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, and, yeah, I wouldn't say like it's punching down on stuff we know is beneath Buckethead. Oh yeah, totally. Because we're not yeah. saying Buckethead's not talented. I'm just saying like for, for the albums I haven't liked of his, for the most part, it's been Hey, bud, I know you can put more effort than that into this album. Definitely. Which is usually my only gripe with what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pike 214, Trace Candle, released on November 25th, 2015, just six days after the previous Pike, Crumple. Yeah. Uh, this is ambient guitar. It is it clean is. guitar with delay and uh-huh. uh, reverb on it. Yeah. And it is just that. Yeah, you know, it's it's one single track. Mm-hmm. It's called Trace Candle. You know what it really is, though, I think? Mm-hmm. I think it's a Yankee Candle. Yeah. It's a buckethead-scented Yankee Candle. It is very mellow music. This is good. Uh. This would be good sleeping music or music to get a massage yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, music to take a really nice bath to. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's meditative. It's beautiful. It would fit really well with, like, 80s uh, Wyndham Hill stuff. Yeah. Uh, a little, like, kind of electric Will Akerman type stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's beautiful. Like yeah. it's, there's nothing exceptional on it and he doesn't like hold a lot of themes or melodies that are like beautiful and recurring, but it is him just playing a lot of beautiful singular melodies and then moving on to kind of the next thing. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, this did remind me of like the sort of music that would play when you get a massage mm-hmm. and, and to that end, I started thinking about massages quite a bit and it's, it reminded me of for a while i was dating a person who worked at a massage place mm-hmm. and uh she would tell me stories of like dudes that were banned for getting boners during the massage which i think is hilarious <laughs> i mean maybe not hilarious to the people who are dealing with the boner boner dudes but you yeah. know like the idea of that is funny it's i mean a boner ban like i mean are they banned just for getting hard well for being creeps yeah yeah cuz it's like you know I, I've gotten a boner while getting a massage before. Oh, do tell. I don't know. Like you're, you're there in like a warm, comfortable setting for like an hour. And like, especially if your dick is like up against the, the thing and you're just kind of there and it's like hanging out, you know, friction happens, you know, you feel uh-huh. good. You feel relaxed. You feel vulnerable. Sometimes you get a boner. Okay. You don't get a comfort boner ever. I mean, I've never gotten a boner during a massage because it's like that's somebody that's there to do a professional thing. I don't want to be weird to them. So it's just like, the, well, yeah, I'm not intentionally getting the boner, Spencer. I'm not thinking like, I'm, I'm not thinking about like <laughs> pussy and shit. Like, <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, man, I wish this, these hands on my back were actually a pussy on my cock. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just like, hey, would you mind if I watch porno while you're giving me the massage? <laughs> <That'd> <laughs> it just makes good. me comfortable. You know, uh, yeah. Um, or, or will you come in and you're like, Hey, I have some music that I want to play. Will you give me a massage? And it's just like the audio from a porn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty good. Um, yeah, this, this for being a single track and not really having a theme or a ton of musical motifs to it. This was a cool album. I liked it. 
It was yep. relaxing. It was relaxing. Uh, didn't stand out, but still probably a better than average Pike, regardless. What awkward boner is this album? Uh, I'm going to say this is like um, an awkward, like getting your boner caught in something. Like someone catches you doing something. And I'm going to say it's like a really soft candle or like really like, you know, like <laughs> not like, like liquid wax that's almost fully gone into a, you know, fully hardened into a candle, but it's just soft enough to fuck. Oh, wow. And you speak you speak about this very confidently. Do you have experience well, with this? Well, it's, I'm thinking about it like a, kind of an American pie situation, but like okay. an American candle. Uh, like a Yankee candle, if yeah. you will. A y- Yankin candle. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yankin Yank- it. Uh, yeah. Th- okay. That's, yeah. That's weird, pretty good. Weird Al Yankee candle. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I... This is, yeah, this is getting, yeah, you're doing something weird with your boner, you know? You're, like, you're fucking the couch. You're, uh, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you got one of those, like, like, tube things that has, like, the little sparkles in it, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, pocket pussy. Yeah. You got, oh, the, the kids pocket pussy. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the pocket pussy kids. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah kid, the the play, child Playmobil pocket pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Lego makes a pocket pussy? <laughs> Lego flashlight. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, um, why, why? Yeah. Why not? Let's let's make some Lego. There's got to be people that want to fuck Lego pussy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be a thing. Yeah. Like. like yeah. There's got got to be a ton of Rule Thirty Four Lego stuff. Yeah. Do you think that like uh, there's like a divide in the community of of like Lego like aficionados like people that want to fuck Lego and then the people that want to fuck Mega Blocks. Or Duplos. Yeah. Oh, no, that's frowned upon in all of those communities. No, no. Fucking, <laughs> fucking Carlos Mencia fucks Duplos. <laughs> uh, yikes. That's that's the mind of Mencia. The, mind of, the mind of Mencia is a terrible thing to talk about. Yeah, terrible medical affliction. Yeah, truly. You never want that. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what I do want, though? Pike uh. 215. Teleflector. Yeah. Released on December 2nd, 2015. Seven days. Took a nice week off. Uh, seven days after Trace Candle. Uh, firstly, we got to talk about the album art on this one. It's real weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like a thing with eyes and a mouth. Yeah, it's it's strange. It just looks strange. I don't uh, think it's the strangest album art we had this week, though. I don't think so. Yeah, but it is very strange. Um, this what? is this is back into alt metal, and mm-hmm. he gets he gets thrashy here. He um, does, and like, there's some pretty shredding guitar solos on this as well. Right, and so, um, uh, so this is uh, divided into seven tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one being Teleflector, and then tracks two through seven, uh, Q12 through Q6. Oh, and I was like, what? What does that mean? Um, I looked it up. He uh, he recently released a Pike. I think it's Pike. 300 or it might be 301 quarry contains tracks Q5 through Q1. Oh, interesting. So I don't know if those hmm. two are really meant to be together. Or maybe, uh, maybe it was just a lazy naming scheme. Could have been, but, but the fact that there are tracks Q12, Q11, yeah. Q10, all the way through Q1 makes me think that they're supposed to be together. And then he actually sense. like picked up after six and did five, four, three, two, one. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
It's pretty cool. Uh, Teleflector didn't love that song. It's kind of just alt metal. Yeah. After that, Q12 through Q6 are all pretty thrashy. Yeah. They're like alt metal, but like definitely, they're they're like thrashy, but use a lot of chords. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, there's a lot, there's a few spots where it's like guitar solo over a bass line, which is a fun thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice thing to hear. You know, it kind of reminded me like a mix of like a lot of 80s metal um, with some more like alt metal things like mm-hmm. late eighties, early nineties, Queensryche type. Yeah. Type kind of that kind of feel. stuff. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely where like it, it sounds a lot of buckethead stuff sounds like this to me, but it's like that, that time, that time period where like the thrash guys were now like, Hey, what can we do outside of thrash? And they were all kind of throwing stuff at the wall and kind of finding what works. This mm-hmm. sounds like that where it's like somebody that play, has played a bunch of thrash that is now like kind of, it's not doing like out. crossover or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not interested in that sort of style. Yeah. You know? Although <clears> I'd, <throat> I'd love to hear Buckethead do crossover. I mean, he grew up around that scene, like That's L.A. True. in the '80s and '90s. Like he grew up right around. I'm sure, fucking, you know, like suicidal tendencies, infectious mm-hmm. grooves, SOD stuff like that. Oh man, it would be really cool to hear him do an infectious grooves type of thing because right. he does do a lot of like funk metal and stuff. So like, it would be cool yeah. to hear him do like a straight up funk thrash uh-huh. thing. Yeah, right. Maybe we'll right. get that before the the pikes end. One would hope. One would hope. We got a lot more pikes to go. We've so got less than 100. That's still a lot. We've got 85. I know. Or 86. Or 85. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. After after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, Teleflector. What do you think that is? What? Yeah. So my question for this is, what is the Tela in here, and what is the Flector? Mm. Uh, the Tela is definitely like so. It's some kind of device that's pulling something from an antenna. It's pulling some kind of signal from an antenna. So it's not a Telecaster guitar. No, it's not a Tele. No, I would say it is like a more like a television. Okay. But maybe I'm thinking. Okay, you know what this screams to me, mm-hmm. and this is just me because I have a sick mind. Yeah. Uh, teledildonics. Okay. Teledildonics. Tell me what you know about teledildonics, Britt. <clears throat> it's dildos. Yeah, dildos controlled over the internet. Yeah. So in the early days of the internet, the mid-90s, mid to mm-hmm. late-90s, uh, teledildonics became a thing. You know, you control somebody else's... It's, it's been really been around that long. Yeah. I mean, I, I know. So, well, so so more, like, well, so, so so I mean, like like local teledildonics have been a thing for quite a while, like remote control stuff, but stuff over the internet specifically. It's really been around since the '90s. Yes, uh, famed comic book writer Warren Ellis wrote about it in the '90s. Um, yeah, but did it exist in the '90s? Correct. No, he didn't. No, he wrote a an article about oh, nonfiction, it, a nonfiction oh, okay. article about it in okay. the '90s, and has talked about it. At length, oh, <laughs> because he also thinks it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but he's also a bit of a creep. So, uh, yeah, you know, hate to see it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, Warren Smellis. <laughs> uh, War- yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I th- like the idea of something like that. Pretty funny. Um, pretty good. Yeah. If you could, could, if you could remote control anyone's dildo, who would you pick? George W. Bush, of course. <laughs> Obviously, W. Obviously, you yeah. Go for yeah, the. I see Dick Cheney just so I could give him a heart attack. Uh, Dick Cheney's uh, Dick Chastity Cage. <laughs> yeah, he would be the type. 
<laughs> but it's made out of chains, so he just calls it Dick Cheney. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, okay, okay. What? <laughs> okay, say hypothetical situation. You're poor. You're at the grocery store. <laughs> That's not hypothetical. You're poor. You're at the grocery store. You want to get them to discount cans of soup or whatever. So you're throwing cans at the ground to dent them to then ask for a discount on the cans. No, there's better ways to do it than dent it. I know, but let's say you're doing that. What what would you what would you pick? You're you're giving me a um 1999's Big Daddy scenario here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Okay. All right. Fine. You were you were you were literally saying that I would do something that Adam <laughs> Sandler did in Big Daddy. Uh I think you do a lot of things that Adam Sandler did in Big Daddy. <laughs> like suck. <laughs> Yeah. Pike 216. Wow. Wheels really? of Ferris. We're just screaming along here. Okay. All a right. Screaming Demon. December 8th, 2015. Six days after Teleflector. Okay. Yeah. Six, let's, six let's, whole days. Let's start with the album art. It's or awesome. Or lack thereof? Describe yeah. this for me, Spencer. Okay. So there's like an art piece uh, that has been taped over there's like a piece of paper that is taped over an art piece and the piece is of, it honestly so i don't think it's taped over it you looks can like see it's the tape ripped yeah you, well, you can see the tape on the edges i so I, can see I, the, I see it the other way i think it's ripped well no it is so this is it is under ripped. that well no, no no it's over it there's a shadow it has a drop shadow i'm seeing the drop shadow the other way it's not the other way because you can clearly see the tape like look look over here see the tape so there's tape along the edges. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I see. Yes. So it's a right. ripped piece of paper that is then taped the over yeah. uh, a piece of a piece of art, and it says Buckethead Land, Pike Number Two Sixteen, See Reverse for Operating Instructions. However, the Pike is in fact named Pike Two Sixteen Wheels of Ferris. True. So it's a meta album art. So do you, do you believe this is operating instructions for the wheels of Ferris or for the Pike itself? That's a great question. I don't know. Also, I want to say, is Ferris spelled right here? I thought it was F-A-R-R-I-S. I, th- I think this is the spelling like Ferris Bueller. Uh, that That is the correct spelling for the album. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if Ferris, I, th- I don't know. Uh, have you ever gotten stuck on a Ferris wheel, like stuck at the top of a Ferris wheel? No, who does that? I've gotten stuck at the no, top of a Ferris wheel. No, it's F-E-R. Yeah, okay, so it's right. I've gotten stuck at the top of a Ferris wheel. I've, uh, you were thinking of Anna Ferris. Okay. Um. So I've actually heard that uh, only little bitches get stuck at the top of Ferris wheels. Oh, yeah. Well, as an ex-little bitch, let me tell you. Uh, as a person who knows what the, the term <laughs> X means, let me tell you. Oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, when I was a kid one time, like, um, we went to the Alaska State Fair, and I hated the Ferris wheel. I always hated it because, <clears throat> I hated it because they would always, for whatever fucking reason, I would ride the Ferris wheel, and they would always stop me right at the fucking top of the Ferris wheel, and, like, I would just be stuck up there for, like, forever, and it, just, it happened to me every time I rode the Ferris wheel, and I didn't like being stuck up there. No. 
And so they, they do it for the teens, so they have time to you know do a quick hand job. What did did, did uh, you not give yourself a hand job during that? Time? I mean, I was with my mom, and I was a child, so uh, and? no. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. It looks looks like your someone... parents ever catch you jerking off? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, I've, I've had a lot of awkward. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Share one of those. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. The people want to hear it. Um, yeah, I, I don't like, <laughs> I, I can't remember. So all I, all I can really remember is like the aftermath and like how I got in trouble and like all the weird. Like, oh yeah. Like one time, um, it was discovered through like internet history that like me and my friend Sam Goodrich had been like, looking, looking <laughs> of at course porn, it was Sam Goodrich. Looking at porn when we were like 12 or 13 years old. And nice. so what kind of porn? Um, uh, it was, it was on like, um. God, what was it called? It was like Yahoo Pages or they're one of those mm-hmm. Excite pages. You know, it was one of those things where you could like, you know, have a page and whatever. And there were GeoCities. Like, no, it wasn't GeoCities. It was like a, a group thing, like mm-hmm. early groups thing, but it was all like private groups. And so like we'd like become members to these groups and like look at still images. It was mm-hmm. o- o- only still images. Like mm-hmm. this is back in the early dial-up days. I'm talking like it was probably like 26.6K, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. slow internet. Like the, nice. the first internet we ever had was 26.6. Yeah, same. And then we got the 52. Oh, well, yeah, 56. And then, yeah, and then after that, you know, we didn't get actual like uh, – DSLR equivalent, you know, um, mm-hmm. broadband until I'm going to say 20, I got it. Well, tw- tw- 2002. Maybe. Yeah. I was going to say, I got it. I got it around 2002. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but before that, 2000, 2001, I'm 12, 13 mm-hmm. jerking off to, uh, you know, just pictures. Cause that's all you w- got. W- you, you and Sam were jerking off together. I mean, you know, in the same room, you know, hanging out. Really? Looking at pictures. Oh, nice. Fun. Whatever. You got one computer. What are you no. going to do? Yeah. Then what are you going to do? Like, have one of them close their eyes or go over to the corner and jerk off? Or we could take turns. Off? One could keep we, we look did, out. We, we did. We, yeah, we did sometimes <laughs> do the turn thing, but sometimes, we, you know, if, like no one else was home or whatever, and hang out and, like, look at porn. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> nice. Yeah, as as you do. Yeah. And wait, no, you said you got in trouble and it was weird. Like, what happened? Um, yeah, so they, my, my parents found out because like internet history that we had been like looking at porn. And so like your dad would be the type to look at internet history. Yeah. So, um, my dad and mom and then Sam Goodrich's parents like sat us down and had a big long talk about like pornography and stuff. And like my parents were super weird about it, but like Sam's dad was super fucking chill. Of course he would be, yeah. Sam's dad is the chillest man on earth. Which is why Sam's such a fucking chill dude. Yeah, and Sam's dad was like, hey, honestly, you know, you're young, and of course you're going to have, you know, sexual urges and curiosity and stuff, so I don't see that as a big deal. I just want you all to, like, be safe. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, like, people contact you, you can't, you know. And, like, he was he was about safety and not, like, getting picked up by pedophiles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas my parents are, uh, were more, um, stupid. <laughs> yeah. And like, ah, porn. You're looking at porn. Porn bad. Porn Brit, bad. Brit, porn bad. Porn bad. Yeah. Porn bad. So, you got in trouble though. What happened? What, what do you have to do? I don't I was grounded or something. And I 
couldn't use the internet. I don't, I don't, I don't even remember. <laughs> I definitely got in trouble. And it was, I mean, the, the big thing was like, we had to have that weird talk and I hated that. Yeah, that sucks. How, how long was the talk? Like an hour? I don't even remember. This was when I was, this was 20 years ago. Literally. Yeah. Like, I know. I'm yeah. just, I like to plumb the depths, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> this album is like a post metal album, I guess, kind of. It's like alt metal. Um, it's it's got different things. It's, yeah, uh, there's alt metal. There's soft metal. There's like ballad metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's kind of just big chordy melodic ballads. Uh, the last song yeah. is like a gainy soft guitar mm-hmm. with like a really saturated delay, and it's like melodic rock. It's a pretty cool album. I like this one a lot, actually. Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it as well. It was all right. I, I feel like um, the previous album is. Uh, is a pretty above average pike, but maybe not one of the best ones. I felt like this one was just a little above average. I feel like this one is closer to average than than that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, it's it's still solid. It's a solid. Uh, uh, it's a it's a solid exploration of that sort of a sound, which he has done before, but it is uh it is more of that, and I think it's uh it's definitely worthwhile, uh, and it's kind of cool. What do you think? I thought it was pretty good. I just actually gave you my opinion. I don't know why uh, you're asking for it again. <laughs> well, you know, Britt, I don't need yeah. to listen to you. That's fair. Apparently you're not. <laughs> um, Sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah, it was uh, It was a good, I mean, it, it was, there's a lot, I'd say, of pikes out there like this. Mm-hmm. That are generally softer, melodic, rock, metal type stuff. Yep. Um, this one doesn't really put itself head and shoulders above anything. Um, there's not a ton of like super crazy guitar solos on it or anything. Yep. It's just like a good rock album and it's good background music. You know? Definitely. Um, but it doesn't stand out half as much as like its cover does, you know? Yeah. It's cover is pretty cool. Yeah. The, the cover sets itself apart from the other pikes, but the music doesn't so much. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, probably, actually, I'd say this might be the weakest Pike this week. Hmm. It's still pretty good, yeah. but I definitely, I think I liked uh, 214 Trace Candle the most. Yeah. Um, it was just soft and really nice. I might put that on when I go to sleep someday. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Could be good. Hell yeah. Good song to cuddle your cat to. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of that lately. Hell yeah. We love cuddling a cat. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Um, so there's a song on here, track five called stapler. Yeah. What are you stapling this album to? <laughs> um, uh, my, my divorce papers. That's fair. <laughs> Imagine putting in a buckethead album with your divorce papers. <laughs> That's the most divorced energy of that, that is the no no the most divorced energy is a G a G three <laughs> or dream dream theater uh-huh. yeah yeah dream theater for sure oh uh, yeah liquid tension experiment <laughs> imagine okay okay what what concert that you bring your ex wife to under the condition that she goes or else you won't sign the divorce papers is this album. <laughs> Def Leppard. <laughs> obviously. Obviously Def Leppard. Wow. You, you hit the nail on the hey, head. Hey, what do you want? I want my divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, uh, yeah, there you go. That fits. Yeah. That fits. We, we love a divorced energy for mm-hmm. sure. Man, wow. We, we already cram, 
crammed through the pikes. We 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 rammed through them. Cram a damn ding dong doodle doo. We just screamed through those pikes. We got all piked in and piked out and piked mm-hmm. up and piked around. Piked around. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We have a lot coming up. We have a lot of good content coming up. So I suppose we should keep trucking along. Okay. Um. Why don't we? You cool with doing uh, the next segment and then taking a break? Yeah. Cool. Let's do that. Um, so, with that said, Britt. Spencer. I was wondering a thing. What's the thing that you are wondering? The thing I was wondering is, Britt, would you be so kind as to take a journey with me? I don't know if I'm going to be kind here, but I'll go. Statements from the bucket Oh my god! Wow! Oh my god! We're here! We're here! Look at that! Um, Oh my god! All right. So, kicking things off, YouTube user Tweekend27 says six years ago, Thank you, Bucky, for the gift of your music. Once again, we don't like Bucky. We don't. Stop it. Uh, It's not one of his preferred uh, things. Also, like, let's take a look at this this, uh, profile picture here. It's like a very muscly, what looks like wrestler man. That's Brock Lesnar. With a bucket head. Wow. How do you you know that? You can totally see the O-C-K-L-E-S on there. Okay. And also, I recognize Brock Lesnar's body. (laughs) Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. his body and also the sword tattoo he has on his torso. He's he's like the most muscly dude on earth. Okay. Like look at him. He's huge. How could you not recognize Brock Lesnar? Okay. Speaking of which Suplex City, baby. <laughs> all right. All right. I believe Su- you. Suplex City, Spencer. Okay. I have a condo there. Suplex City. Sounds like you've already bought in though. All right. Uh moving on. <laughs> YouTube user G Smith says five years ago, Buckethead, I shall have no others before you. I think this is one of the Ten Commandments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, almost come corner. It sounds like maybe he wants to fuck Buckethead. Uh, I feel I'm like not this sure. is. I feel like more than a come corner. This is like um, kind of a, a little shrine that you pray uh, to yeah, with like yeah. a Buckethead candle. Yeah, you also jerk Which, you know off what? Shrine, we yeah. could make a ton of money on merch selling buckethead like prayer candles. Oh yeah, I, I'm I can make candles here in my house. Like yeah. make them and put yeah, we can do that. Let's do that. That'd be great. Uh, moving on, Savas Sawas says six years ago, I am drinking. Excellent. Yeah, sometimes you drink. I don't Cheers, Savas Sawas, to you, to Buckethead, to us all. Nistrovia. I don't have a drink, but uh, yeah, I'm not. You can drinking. drink my piss. Yeah, uh, thanks. I appreciate the offer. That's that's nice of you. Um, speaking of drinking piss, uh, the next person here. I I feel like this person has left this comment before, and I might have read it before, mm-hmm. but it's been a really long time. Go so we're it. just gonna. Just pull the band-aid, baby. We're just doing it. Uh, YouTube user Jim Moeller says five years ago... Why we dis- talk about Jim Moeller? The disturbed mind of Jim Moeller mm. comes back to us and says, I want his entire library uploaded into a mainframe computer and eternally played in my casket when I pass. Yep. Yeah, because skeletons can hear. 
Yeah, skeletons love music. Skeleton. Well, I mean, hey, twinkling on them bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, skeleton. If I've learned anything from cartoons, it's that a rib cage is also a xylophone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, skeletal family, a uh, classic goth band. They uh, they like music. Uh, skeletons. Yeah. Skeletal, yeah. at least. If, if, if you could pick an artist to play in your casket for all eternity, who would you pick? Mm, Weird Al. Tight. <laughs> that rocks. Yeah. Uh, cool. Like, and then, you know, like when the aliens dig me up, they'll mm-hmm. be like, Wow, we should rebuild the civilization. Why are aliens digging you up, man? You you saw AI, right? No. Are you uh, talking about the Haley Joel Osment film? The Steven Spielberg directed Haley Joel Osment film? Oh. AI artificial intelligence from 2005? Four? Four, I think. Yeah. Yes, I am. I know. I ne- I've never seen that film. Uh, well, it was originally. Isn't it a Pinocchio movie? Kind of, it's a uh, it's Stephen uh, sorry uh, Stanley Kubrick's take kind of on Pinocchio ish, but it's Steven Spielberg. It's Stanley Kubrick but initially. Okay. Steven he, Spielberg finished the film for him. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, interesting. It was, it was uh, yeah. It was Is it good? Kubrick's last project. No, it's too. It's way too Spielberg. Not enough Kubrick. Okay. I mean, it's Spielberg, bad. Bad. Spielberg can be good when can, he's good. Can be good, but he's, he's, not, always he's good. not always on like Kubrick. Yes. Kubrick is literally never off. I think I've only seen Clockwork Orange in uh, 2001. I don't think I've seen any of those. So. Barry Lyndon? Barry Lyndon fucks. I've never heard of that. Um, Eyes Wide Shut fucks. No, I've never seen that. No. He's, he's got great films, man. Yeah, I believe it. Believe all, it. He's an interesting all. guy. Can really frame a shot. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess... Uh, uh, well, actually, no, I've never seen The Shining either. Really? Yeah. Dude, we got to watch The Shining. That okay. movie rocks. I've t- I think I've talked that about this. Rocks, uh, I think I, I think I have talked about this on the podcast, so mm. forgive me if I have, but uh, I watched a, fo- a film um, a while ago called Dr. Sleep oh. that I did not understand Damn at it. all because I did not know it was a sequel to The Shining, mm. and so I was watching it, and I was like, what the fuck are they talking about like i i've yeah, never seen or read sucks, the shining yeah. and nowhere does it say that that film is a sequel to the shining like nowhere Ex- except in all of the marketing well i didn't see the trailer <laughs> for it i don't watch tv brit That's i don't fair. see trailers yeah uh unless i be seeking that shit out which i don't do so uh yeah it's okay um if i had to pick an artist to play in my uh, uh coffin for all eternity it's weird that you don't see trailers because it looks like you live in one <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's true. Uh, speaking and speaking of which, I would pick Pantera to play in my coffin for all eternity. Um, uh, just, just cemetery gates over and gates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, uh, oh, uh, so sorry. Come corner. Oh, here we go. Only one come corner. Getting horner. Massive border. Let's get into the come corner. YouTube user Lance Leonard says four months ago. Another emotional tugger by Buckethead. Mm, tugger, <laughs> tugger, Tugger Carlson, Sugger, Tugger Carlson. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. I like uh, that. I, that might be the name of the episode. I think we've, we've done. We, we've done another. Tugger. Oh, we did all Tucker Carlson. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, you're right. Yeah, Never mind. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's canceled. So Yankin yeah. Candle, though. Yeah, Yankin Candle. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of uh, getting an emotional hand job from Buckethead. That's cool. He could probably do a good good hand job. He's got big hands. Really got, wrap around the shaft. Yeah, but is that that's not so good because then he has to like wrap around too much because he wants a more petite hand because like 
you want to feel like the full breadth of the hand, not just like the inner thumb, you know, like the, the bigger hand you, you have, I feel like the worst hand job. Like I like a petite hand job. I don't know about All you. Right. Sure. I, like, I like tiny hands jerking off. This is really weird. <laughs> you don't, you don't like tiny hands on the big rod. <laughs> Makes it look even bigger. It's really fun. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. yeah that, there is that aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. Whereas if you get like, you know, big ass hands, you're just like. Ass hands. I mean, it's just a regular big penis. Yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of a regular big penis, the dark chum one three years ago says, screw you, mom. I'm going to shred. Like, screw you, mom. I'm going to Shrek. Yeah, that's true. Um, I almost went, uh, because I just assumed that was a Shrek thing, but it's not, but it could be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. What if Tim Allen was the voice of Shrek? I mean, it was initially supposed to be Chris Farley. Oh, that makes, he would have been really good. As yeah, he would have yeah. been. That, that's actually yeah. the initial reason the movie was even sold in the first place is because he's he, attached he, to And it. he kind of looks like Shrek, yeah, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Shrek kind of looks like Chris Farley. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle McDermott says something highly disturbing and problematic six years ago. I would seriously kill someone to be in his presence when recording this. I'm going to be honest with you, Kyle McDemon. Uh, no, you wouldn't. Because no. you don't know how, like, fucking musicians record stuff in, in their own houses. It's not very interesting. It's not. A, not interesting. B, nothing you want to see because it's literally going to be him probably in his underwear fucking playing the same recording take mm-hmm. like a hundred times and getting it right once. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. It's not that interesting. It's really not. Like a storyteller's type thing, going back, using the final tracks, whatever. That'd be interesting. But like just watching Buckethead not communicate with you at all. And then just and record guitar parts over and over again until they're right and then move on and then more guitar parts. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, it's not that interesting. It's no, it's, it's terribly uninteresting. I will yeah, say. And if you would take a life to see that, man, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like, like, just go on Twitch. Like, no, I watch some I'd, of those people. I'd buy someone ice cream to watch him do that. Like sure, I would never go, go yeah, as yeah. far I as would, to kill someone. I would feed two birds with one scone. That. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time somebody says the other version of that, I always correct them. I'm like, that's a, this is a better way to say it. It's nicer. Yeah. It's good. Um, Kenneth McNamara, we've talked about him before. We like this guy. He look look at that profile picture. He looks like Carrie King. It's great. Uh, yeah, I was gonna yeah, it's, uh, it looks like a uh, Carrie King um Yeah. But instead of thrash, he uh play uh, instead of instead of a BC Rich, he plays a uh, diabetes test kit. <laughs> Uh, five months ago says everything I've ever listened to by Big B the G O A T. No matter heavy, soft, or experimental, blows away with his level of creativity and sheer perfection of execution. The excellent of execution, uh-huh. indeed. The uh, I, I I will say I think Buckethead is the Bret Hart of guitar. I don't know who that is. He's a wrestler known as the Excellent of Execution, who we have talked about before uh, because there was a comment several weeks ago who mm-hmm. there was like uh, the greatest there has been. Uh, oh. will be that thing. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's who Bret Hart is. Okay. Yeah. All right. The All right. Excellence of Execution. Speaking of which, 368 I don't know, says five years ago, 
that guy can play faster than I can drive. Which, yeah, that's probably true. It'd be cooler if he was one more, because then he could be 369 Panty Line. <laughs> what? From Get Low. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Can he... Can do you think Buckethead can actually play faster than someone can drive? Well, if you're talking about like distance traveled per second versus notes per second, yes. No. But you'd have to determine the scale. Yeah, well, I'm talking about I'm how about rotations per second versus notes per second? Oh, then no. Yeah, that's completely unachievable. No, yeah, but In if but the way. actual vehicle Imagine imagine 8000 notes per second. That sounds he, nice. Even a car idling is at like 1,000 rotations. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a lot. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, yeah probably not. Um, oh, can you play our, our theme for our friend? Um, our greatest friend? Our greatest friend. He's back. Oh, I know. Master of the ship key, a bucket bot divine. Jordan Vine says four years ago, Bucket, repeat as often as you like, play whatever you want, any style you want, release music when you want, I'll still feel proud, privileged, and honored to listen to you. Fuck yeah, Jordan Vine. We love you, baby. Fucking so tight. He yeah. follows it up with another uh, pretty amazing con- he had, comment. He had, he had you, comments on all these. Yeah. Do you uh, want to? Do you want to read the next one? Yeah, for absolutely, us? for sure. Here, here's another one from four years ago. Jordan Vine says, "Buckethead is the greatest musician slash guitarist to ever, ever, ever exist." I'm being serious about this. I don't think I'll ever, ever. Say, right, that's enough of Buckethead. I don't think those words will ever, ever, ever come out of my mouth. I don't think my brain, my soul, my heart, or my ears will allow them to. (laughs) You know what I got to say to this? I don't think my brain, my soul, my heart, my ears, or my wife... (laughs) Will ever allow me to. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you. That's what we got for the the Vine Vaults. Jordan Vine. Jordan Vine. Wow. Yeah. Earth Alter says two years ago, holy crap. I think the ghost of Colonel Sanders just violated my beak. I don't know what that. I don't means. know what the fuck that means. I don't like means. that at all. It's really distressing. That's very bad. It makes me think of Colonel Sanders fucking a chicken, or like putting a chicken in his butthole. Is what I'm thinking. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like that's hot. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you ever done? You ever done a prostate cluck? Well, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. You got to get in the prostate of mind, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, you may have played chicken with a car, but you ain't never played chicken with your asshole. <laughs> uh, uh, Scott Winfrey says six years ago, I wonder how Callister's fingers are. Probably would be like shaking hands with Hellboy. Sure. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> 
Bin, bin, bin Amra Bassnet says six years ago, if BH were into politics, he would have already made a nonviolent borderless earth with universal citizenship to explore everywhere with no restrictions, no racism, no bias. That's what I feel when I listen to his pikes. No racism. Oh, you didn't finish. That's fine. This one is a badass. Mm-hmm. Already taken my sword. <laughs> Took his soul. Took his soul, dude. Yeah. I, he just goes to a lot of places here, you know? This yeah. this nonviolent, borderless earth. Very, very, very political. Like, they, they believe that Buckethead is very much, like, into leftist thought in general. I, yeah. Not non-nationalism. Which is impossible to say, since Buckethead does not talk to anyone. Yeah, like, Buckethead, we don't the, the most know. political Buckethead has ever been is a couple, or, like, a couple years ago, him and... Bootsy were at like a vote drive together and he was wearing a vote shirt or something. Which tells me, I mean, especially if you're friends with Bootsy Collins, there's no way you're like a fascist, obviously. Yeah. You probably can't even really be that right wing. That That being said, well, he doesn't talk about his politics, so we don't know. Bootsy Collins does. That's true. Bootsy Collins is, you know, definitely like Democrat, very yeah, much to the very, left. Very, very staunch, vote yeah. blue yeah. kind of um, guy, for sure. Yeah, and he, you know, he's one of the few people who's really great friends with Buckethead. And, you know, you, you, most of the time, if you're good friends with people, you usually share kind of similar-ish politics a little bit. Similar-ish, yeah. I, I'm not friends with anyone I would consider right-wing at all, straight up. Sure. I've kind of cut all those people out of my life because... Most people who engage in right-wing politics do not practice in empathy. I I would say that I'm friends with some people that uh, I would classify as centrists, though. That, yeah, that's that's about as far as I'll go. And most of those people yeah. are people I've been friends with such a long time. Yeah, right. It's like right. people, they're grandfathered in. It's like I'm not making new friends that, that, that ba- feel that basically way. Basically decepticide. <laughs> that's what I was talking about. Whoa. I'm like... Yeah, God, I can't hate any of these people. However, I do not, uh, I don't agree with the worldview in any way. Um, yeah, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. totally. Um, <clears throat> okay, so there was a response to this comment that mm-hmm. I think is pretty great. Um, YouTube user Funkadelic Sun Wizard says, Nobody would be messing with ISIS and nobody would be creating ISIS. There wouldn't be an ISIS. Nobody would have a desire to have an ISIS nor be in an ISIS. <laughs> what do you think this guy feels about ISIS? I would say maybe he's not a fan. And we're obviously talking oh, he about probably the, likes tool. the sludge band. Yeah, right? he probably yeah. prefers Tool. He likes, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he likes yeah. clean vocals. Totally, yeah. He's not into, <laughs> he's not into like... The darker take on that yeah, that ISIS uh, has. Right, yeah, he's right, into right. The, the more pop-friendly take that Tool does of that similar sound, yes. God, imagine like the, the, the Kurdish military just showing up at an ISIS show and bombing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. We love that. Home skillet says Bueller, Bueller, Buckethead, Bueller. Well, Ferris, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, And lastly, to wrap up the Buckethead part of this, Rob Lee says in a truly nonsensical comment, dis bees operate in min zone brain zone. (laughs) Min zone brain zone. Where's your min zone, Spencer? (laughs) Uh, The taint. That's not the end of the segment. That's what you said. I said the end of the Buckethead segment. We have one more. Oh. 
We have one more, Britt. Don't don't announce the end of any segment until it's the end of the segment. We have one more, Britt. On April 6th, oh. 2018. Stay at one- <laughs> On April 6th, 2018, at 1 p.m., you texted me and said, Moving on. You said, I'm so glad my photo on your phone is me in the Guy Fox-esque corpse paint from a show we played at the Paddleboat Cafe 11 years ago. This was in 2018, so that's now... um, what uh this would have been two days two, da- two days before I, I sent this at least two days before my 30th birthday correct mm. correct um and just to show everyone on the stream what that photo is it's, it's it is it is exactly how you described it it is guy fox-esque corpse paint uh, that you have painted on your face. My favorite part about this, though, is you got, we were, this is during a show that we played, and you got really sweaty, and so you wiped your forehead with a towel, which no, wiped, I just sweated it off. No, no, you, I watched you do this. I, I have a vision in my brain of you wiping your head and wiping this off. Because I've worn corpse paint more than once, and it always sweats off. So it was, it was, it had sweated off. Oh, before yeah, it that, was very sweaty for the but, most part. But like, oh, yes, for yeah. sure. No, you're, you're correct there, but you had wiped your forehead. So all of the corpse paint is gone from your forehead. Yeah, because we do, we do have <laughs> this on video, and I do definitely sweat it oh, off. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Or well, um, we did have it on video at one point. Yeah, at one point. But, uh, yeah, now. and so. You are just left with what looks like you are wearing a Guy Fox mask, but it is in fact just uh, just your your uh, your corpse paint. It's pretty fucking good. Oh, great, Spencer. <laughs> funny, <laughs> really funny. Statements from the bucket bucket All right, now is the part of the show where we recommend stuff. It and is. And Britt, what you got to recommend? Oh, uh, well, 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 well. Tell me what's cooking in that noodle of yours. Um, are you talking about my penis? Mm-hmm. My big uh, rigatoni? Yep. My uh, manicotti? Uh-huh. Uh, actually, please don't gender it. It's a uh, them macotti, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Um, this week I've got a couple things to recommend. Cool. Uh, next week we will be doing our, uh, monthly music catch up. Correct. And so one of the albums I'm going to recommend from there is, uh, from a band called, I don't know how it's pronounced. I think it's Wild Run, W-I-L-D-E-R-U-N. Wilderun? Wilderun. Wilderun. Wilderun, probably. probably. So I, I think they're yeah. like Northern European or something. But uh, I, I've, I've heard of this band, but I've never listened to yeah, them. Yeah, I'd heard of them too, but I'd never listened to them. But they just released an album last month called Epigon, and it is so good. Like, mm-hmm. it is, I mean, it takes symphonic metal to the next level in that, like, it sounds more like they made symphonic music and then inserted a metal band rather than they had a metal band and they just put in like a, a string keyboard arrangement. Hmm. It's like, it's cool. It's nice. really cool. We'll talk about it next week. Um, Hell yeah. Other big thing I have to recommend is I recently watched uh, a full almost six hour playthrough of a game called Harvester. Uh, I've heard of this game, but I don't remember what it is. Yeah, so it's a, a game, a point-and-click game that was mm-hmm. made for PC DOS in uh, 1996. And it is just, it's incredibly weird. Like, you wake up as, like, this teenager 
who doesn't remember anything, and your mom keeps on baking cookies for a PTA drive that's going to um, make it so any homeless people that wander into town can get a proper burial. What? It's super weird. It's incredibly well-written, super well-directed. Like, in that it's a point-and-click game, like, most of it is just, like, conversations with other people. Sure, yeah, And in as much, like, the writing is so on point, and there's so many weird, funny concepts in there. Mm -hmm. And it just made me think about, like, how often, like, games are made great and just elevated beyond just being really well-made games to being great games simply because of, like, good writing. Yeah, that's, yeah. And uh, the one I really thought about, obviously there's some people think like Todd Howard, who has done all of the Elder Scrolls games. Well, he's the producer. He's not a writer on that. He's not a writer. However, he is the director. And Mm -hmm. so he's in charge of the lore and has always kind of been in charge of the lore. Sure. In as much like Todd Howard has an interesting like vision of his world that's really cool. And he he actually did write, I think, Morrowind, which is like the most... um, the densest of those games. It's a very dense game. Yeah. Um, but also like, you know, John Romero who wrote Quake and Doom and also directed those games. Awesome. Not uh, a lot of writing in those games. But, not a lot of writing. However. But they, they, the overall aesthetic of those games. Right? Oh, he right. also did Dai Katana, which is yeah. one of the edgiest games of all time. Uh, but then so. the one that really stood out to me, though, that I thought about was uh, Dan Hauser, the guy who did, who has written almost all of the GTA games. Correct, yes. Uh, the Dan and Sam Hauser, the yeah. brothers, the Sam Hauser yeah. brothers. They were they were the right, main writers for so, all, like, all of those as games. As I understand yeah. it, Sam doesn't really work with Rockstar anymore. He left. He yeah, left yeah. Yeah. But so, after so, GTA Five, Right. Right, right, and so yeah. and so Dan is like pretty much the main writer for the big flagship games for them now. Yeah, which is wild because like those games are like are dense, and they, those and GTA games are like, dense with parody and, and satire. And, right, and I will I will definitely say like GTA four and five are two of the best written games I've ever played. Eh, I didn't so like five. I didn't like goes. five at all, but I, really? I like I liked four a lot. Like especially I, I like what's five. his face, uh, the, the Trevor. dirty guy Trevor. Yeah, yeah. Trevor's so well written. I love that guy. He's a fun character, but I. I, the, the, I just didn't whole, really vibe with five. Yeah. I, I liked it. Wasn't I liked, as good as um, four. Definitely. My, four, well, four was perfectly contained. The best one is oh. is uh, is uh, San Andreas and Vice City. Like those are the two best ones for sure. Uh, yeah. San Andreas is my personal favorite GTA. Yeah, um, I mean, there, there's good stuff about it. There's there's some, I mean, like the working out and shit like that is totally useless and dumb. And then, yeah, having yeah. to eat, but like, like the, the like, soundtrack is incredible, and like rough. the story is really it's fun, and it's no. it's, it's a good like satire of that I, sort of stuff. I honestly know? would say the best story is four. Uh it is it is the most uh, concise story. Yeah, in definitely. in that sense, because it's just it's about an immigrant coming to America and his experiences in America, and it, yeah. it is. It it is the most different of all of them for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. love that game, but yeah. yeah, I like that game too. Yeah, what what would you have to recommend this week, Spencer? Oh my god, I talked to you about this for a while yesterday, actually, uh-huh. <clears throat> but I'm gonna repeat that here because the people need to know. Peacemaker on HBO is amazing, and everyone should watch it. It's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you you do need to watch James Gunn's Suicide Squad from last year. So that is a prerequisite. Uh, you will need to write that. This is what I have to say about Peacemaker. Peacemaker is a show starring John Cena, um, mm-hmm. and it's like he plays an anti-hero of sorts. John Cena of uh, of wrestling, of wrestling fame. fame. So here's the thing: before this, before Suicide Squad, I had literally never seen John Cena before. Like I don't. The only time I had seen him is in 2007. He guest starred on an episode of Psych, playing a. Uh, uh, 
have the Lieutenant O'Hara's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only in one episode, uh, but that was the, previously the only time I had ever seen John Cena. So uh, I don't really know anything about him. And I thought he was fine in Suicide Squad, but I didn't particularly like his character. Mm-hmm. That being said, he plays that same character from Suicide Squad in um, Peacemaker, and his acting is fucking phenomenal. Like he's his, a great actor. His performance is fucking amazing. Yeah, like he is so good in that show. Mm-hmm. It almost makes me want to watch wrestling. It's that good. It, it's crazy like, because here's the thing: top wrestlers are not only like world class mm-hmm. athletes. I know, I They're know. Also world class yeah. actors. For sure. Yeah, no, as totally, well. totally. And like, like I, I'm just saying the highest grossing <clears throat> actor for the last five years of our lives yeah. is yeah. a professional wrestler. And a conservative I know. Yeah. we're not talking about John Cena here. We're talking about The, the Rock. Rock. Yeah. Dwayne but, uh, The Rock Johnson. Like, I gotta say, like, I uh I absolutely love what he does in this show he is so the character he plays Mm -hmm. is ah man he's like kind of a piece of shit which is like amazing because he's like he's like a piece of shit with the heart of gold kind of that's his character archetype right and um so like he's like doing things that are like objectively like good but he's also like saying and acting like kind of a piece of shit and it's like but it strikes these like this really good balance of um him being like funny and and goofy, while also being like his character, his story in the in that in that show, like uh, it it goes pretty deep, mm-hmm. uh, and he has some ex- extremely emotional scenes in that in that show, and like it really hits on some shit. And like so, there's a scene actually. <laughs> there's a lot of like weird stuff in that show, but there's a scene where he just like walks into a room, and there's a piano in the room, and he just plays a song on the piano, like an emotional song. And it's actually him playing the piano. I learned this, which is amazing. And it's like, it's just so weird. Like there's so he's, much weird stuff in that show. He's an incredibly talented. He dude. is incredible. He speaks like, fluent I, Mandarin. Like I got to like, say, like I am <laughs> after watching this show, like I am now, I would count myself as a, a huge fan of John Cena. Like yeah. he is fantastic. No, John like, Cena I, I awesome. will I will watch future things that he's in mm-hmm. just because he's in it because I like his performance so much in the show. If if you ever want to get into wrestling and you want to approach it from the acting aspect of it, mm-hmm. there is no better way than his feud with CM Punk, I want to say back in 2012, 2011. Mm-hmm. Incredible feud. Some of the br- best promos ever cut in wrestling. Mm. And promos are the acting aspect sure. of of wrestling. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. We love John Cena. He, he's really fucking rad. And, like, he's not... The, the other thing is, like, he's not the only awesome person on that show. Like, mm-hmm. everybody on that show is really, really good. Like, all the performances are great. Uh, and all the characters are really, like, fun and, and interesting. There's another guy that's, like, kind of like a 4 chan type of guy mm-hmm. who's, like, pretty amusing as well. He's, like, uh, John Cena's best friend. And it, it's uh, it's a really weird and like it's a really weird show, but it's it is really worth watching, and I, I can't recommend it enough. Fucking rocks! Hell yeah, we love that. Hell yeah, it's it's fun to like watch something that you think is really really good. You know, um, uh, I don't often watch shows and like get like super hype about them, but I am absolutely hype about that show. I, I cannot wait to. There's one more episode left in this first season, and I'm very excited to see the finale. Hell yeah, we love yeah. to see it. Hell yeah. 
do we, is it time to go to my favorite part of the show? I think it is. Let's go to the comedy club. Bucket joke. Bucket joke. You have some jokes this week. Do you want to start or do you? Uh, yeah, I would love to open Good. for you. Yeah. I forgot to make a, a stream template where I'm on top, but that's fine. I don't care. That's okay. We we all know you bought it. Oh my god, Brit, <laughs> you're fired uh, from the podcast. Uh, okay. Um, I was having a bit of a day today, and I was like, you know, I'll just write some bucket jokes real quick. Let's yep. let's just do that. Um, so I sat down and wrote some bucket jokes. Um, you know, okay, so Brit. This podcast goes, I mean, it really goes to show that we like to double, triple, even quadruple down on the least accessible and most wildly obscure humor ideas that we possibly can. True. It could be said that we're into inaccessibility. And by that, I mean, we're really into autoerotic asphyxiation. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Britt. Also, I mean... We also ha- just have handicap fetishes. No, oh, that's yeah, accessibility. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, hey, Britt, have you ever uh, cooked human shit in a microwave? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> it smells pretty fucking bad, uh, yeah. but I bet it probably smells better than a uh, slash's snake pit. That's that's very true. If you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the crotch of his pants. By the way, uh, yeah, it's his butthole. <laughs> yeah. That's- <laughs> That's his taint. That's his snake pit. That's the, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Where he tucks his snake. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's, where, it's where Slash's snake rests. <laughs> um, uh, okay, I, I have one more joke. Um, an ex-Star Trek actor bought a major chain of auto parts stores. Did you hear about this? No. Com, 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 comini, bottom all. Those are my bucket jokes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, I I had a fire in my apartment building earlier this week. Uh-huh. So I opened the fire exit and it left. <laughs> nice. Bernie Sanders must only drink whole milk the way he talks about the 1%. One percent. Why are the lines so long at Michael Flynn events? Tell me. Everyone is there for Q. <laughs> that, that's that's a good joke. I like that. What do you call the shitter in a black metal venue? Oh no, Dark Throne. Yeah. I asked Spencer if he wanted some pecan pie. He said, "I don't know about pecans, but I got a bunch of Gatorade bottles." <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> pecans. <laughs> it's beautiful, bro. <laughs> Beautiful. A jazz bass player walks into a bar. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, that's that's pretty good. Uh I got my chimney replaced a couple of weeks ago, but I told the general contractor that I'm not paying for it because it's on the house. <laughs> nice. Uh Edison, Thomas Edison, <laughs> famous inventor Thomas Edison. An uh, elephant electrocution. Yes, he must have hated toxic masculinity. 
because women didn't mind being gaslit before he invented the modern light bulb. It's <laughs> pretty good. Um, I was arrested one time, but I got off on bail. They wondered why the cash was so damp. Uh, okay. What do Spencer's eyes and mm. his childhood have in common? Oh, no. Obviously no supervision. <laughs> nice. Um, what do classic drum brand Rogers uh-huh. and a list of pardoned felons have in common? Mm, I don't know. Rogers tone. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> that, that is like, that is, wow. I, I love where we're going with this podcast. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Sorry to make it political and oh, about God. drummers. <laughs> That's beautiful. We'll close out on this one. What do you call the mm-hmm. window between yeah. patients and pharmacists? In hospital pharmacies. I don't know. Prescription glasses. joke. We like when you call us and tell us that you have demands. We like when you call or maybe do we have any? No. We do. We have one. Okay. Well. Well, so, uh, I believe this is from one of our mutual followers who likes our memes on, on Instagram about Buckethead. Yeah, let's give this one a listen. I'm not sure, I'm not sure who it's from. I don't want to read their, uh, their phone number. Yeah, it's not, I'll I'll tell you who they are maybe. They they said that they wanted to actually do this publicly because they like the story a lot, so. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, let's give it a listen. This is from January 31st at 10.13 a.m. Love it. Okay, so here's my Buckethead story. There was a really short line for the women's room, and one woman in line in front of me said something along the lines of, did you see how long the line is for the men's room? This show is a total sausage fest. And I said, I know, right? You think there'd be more female fans here. I mean, look at his fingers. Makes you think what them hands do. And I am not exaggerating when I say every single woman in that bathroom turned and looked at me in utter disgust. And no one even responded to that. And I just had to stand there looking like a dumbass. And I was later informed by a friend that no one else really wants to suck the weird robot man with the bucket on his head except for me. What? So there's my bucket head story at the end. <laughs> well, that was fucking way more amazing than I was expecting. One of us, one of us, one of us. That's why I told you we needed to listen to messages. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. She, was, I she told me that story on text, and I'm like, would you mind calling in? And she's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and so, yeah. Wow. I, that I've been was waiting for that. Yeah. Fucking beautiful. Right. I, I, uh, um, okay. So, so this is like the sort of. two people we know who want to fuck it head. <laughs> at makes least, sense. Makes sense. At least. <laughs> uh, okay. 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 So, so look, I mean, that's the sort of humor, obviously, that we make on the podcast. Yeah. We're constantly joking about fucking and dicks and fingers and, you know, yeah. buttholes, all, all the cool stuff. Buckethead finger banging people. That's Dude, funny. that rules. That's funny. That's funny as shit. Whether, whether you want, whether you're actually sexually attracted to that or not, it's funny. So, like, <laughs> I, I feel like our podcast, as a result, is, like, for the very small subsection of Buckethead fans who are also okay with, like, meta raunchy humor, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, like... It is the most narrow 
<laughs> of narrow. Uh, yes. But you know, but I I loved hearing that, and that that really made me uh, made me feel good. Yeah, it was, it was good shit. So it's fucking rad. Yeah, yeah. Our our very strict subset of uh, the internet and humor is like um, competent prog musicians with a sense of humor, which is like usually if you're like a competent like prog musician. You're uh, not funny or into funny things. That's true. At least not intentionally. Yeah. Like you might be into like, you know, dream theater who are objectively funny, but not intentionally, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's complicated. It's complicated. It is. And speaking of complicated, that's the best segue for our next segment. You can't try to get laid or watch people. You gotta go out and get that job. Okay, ah, fuck. Okay, our next segment is so goddamn like complicated. I have to explain. I have to do a lot of explanation here. So if you haven't listened to our bonus episode about the Ralph scene, let's call it, um, here's a bit of a backstory. In 2009, Bam Margera made a film called Ming Hags. Mm-hmm. Ming Hags is a sequel to the film Haggard, and it stars Bam Margera, Ryan Dunn, and a variety of people who are in other Bam Margera things. Yes. Um, Britt and I and, t- and Britt's brother are obsessed with a scene in this film uh, that we call the Ralph scene. It is 57 seconds long, and it is a fever dream of sorts. Yes. If you have not heard this scene before, or not seen this scene, I'm going to play it right now, Please just so you have a baseline of what this is like. Jesus Christ, Ralph. Are you supposed to go out looking for a job today? Nah, there's a b-ball game coming on at four. You can't watch no b-ball game. You got to get a job. Nah, I'm going to try to get laid tonight. Ralph, I'm getting tired of it. You're going to get a job today. T-O-D-A-Y. This is muffed up. I'm taking a day off. Back in the war, we kill sissies like you. I'd like to shoot you, stupid. You couldn't hit the side of a barn. If we were in the jungle, I'd slice your throat. And this isn't the jungle. My cat will save me. I can't believe that I had sex to even make you. Sex makes people? What a waste of pleasure. My name name is Ralph. Your forehead makes a good target. (laughs) By the end of the day, you better have a job or else. You see this? It's going to hurt. Get a job. Okay, so that is the Ralph scene. That is the Ralph scene. Um, <clears throat> we have watched this. I've watched this dozens, maybe a hundred, maybe a couple hundred times. I'm not sure. I made a, a 10 hour super cut of it repeating mm-hmm. for 10 hours. I've watched it. And I, I've, I've watched I've, it a couple dozen times I've at this point. I put it on at least. and just let it yeah. go. So I don't know how many times I've watched it. Yeah. You know, I did all of the back research for the, the yeah. hour and a half episode we did on so yeah i've watched it many times i'm very familiar with every aspect of this scene and it's really it why are we obsessed with this i don't know it it's, just it's, it it's just is it's one of the worst things <laughs> i've ever seen committed to film yeah it is, it's, it's terrible but it's, it's also beautiful in right. its own way like it, it's, it's so unique it's ugly beautiful and terrifying right yeah. it's uh, as the french would say it's a jolie liad it's mm, u- yeah. ugly beautiful yeah, it's uh, it's so unique and ugly and terrifying that it it has come through to the other side, break and, on through to the other, and side. and it is yeah. it is amazing contemporary art. Yes, agreed. 
Um, so we decided to add a final segment to the show, and this is going to close out the show. And this is where we read a reinterpretation of this scene. So it's the same structure, right? It's the same back and forth, relative, mm-hmm. roughly the same lines, mm-hmm. but recon- recontextualized yes. uh, it, to be two different people. Yes. Right. Um, so then we're going to read these back. And to kick off this segment, today, Britt and I have both prepared our own mm-hmm. reinterpretations of the script. Um, and then we're going to read both of them uh, together. Britt, do you want to start with yours or mine? I don't care. I just texted you mine. Yeah, let's start with yours. Okay. Um, and uh, I, here, I'm going to text you mine. Don't read it, though. Just to, okay. Yeah. Now, so for mine, would uh, the <laughs> the lead is, I mean, the person who starts is uh, Ralph's uh, dad. Yes. Would you like to play Ralph's dad or Ralph in this? Uh, can I know who the people are? Yes. So... So the <laughs> Ralph's dad, uh-huh. um, the character I wrote him as is uh, Julius Caesar. Wonderful. <laughs> and he, he is confronting um, the leader of the Gallic tribes, Vercingetorix, uh-huh. uh, in order to, to, um, to confront him and take over the, uh, the traditional Germanic fatherland and uh-huh. rule and basically be the king of the Gauls. Okay. Okay. Um, I would say I would like to play Ralph's dad in this. Okay. So Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. Okay. So So I'm going to, I'm going to change the the stream overlay here. So it represents that. Totally. And and Um, so, so just so you know, the word Uh is pronounced, the name is pronounced Vercingetorix. Vercingetorix. You got it. Got it. Perfect. Okay. All right. We're going to try to play along to the video mm -hmm. here, but it's probably not going to work. We'll see. We'll do what we can. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yep, go for it. I'm going to do a three, two, one, go. Go for it. Three, two, one, go. Divine Julius, first in generix, aren't you supposed to be... I'm so sorry. Let's try one more time. Three, two, one, go. Divine Julius, first in generix, aren't you supposed to unite the Gallic tribes in order to defeat my Imperial Roman forces today? Nah, there's a division within the Gallic tribes coming on at four. You can't have no division within the Gallic tribes. You gotta protect your homelands from my imperial forces. Nah, I'm gonna try to get laid tonight. First in Jeterix, I am tired of it. You are gonna unite the tribes today. T-O-D-A-Y. This is muffed up. I'm taking the day off. Back in my western campaigns, we killed sissies like you. I'd like to run you through my elite cavalry, stupid. You couldn't organize a phalanx, much less a legion. If we were in Rome, I'd slice your throat. But we're not in Rome. My men will save me. I can't believe you would lead the people of the Germanic lands. Gaul is Germanic lands? What a waste of tribes, man. My name is Vercingetorix. Your fatherlands make a good target. You better unite the Gallic tribes under one banner by the end of the day or else. You see this? It's gonna hurt. Beautiful. That was beautiful. beautiful. That was beautiful. beautiful. That was beautiful, beautiful Brett. Thank you. Excellent. That, Excellent. Was, that was great. Mine is between Seth Putnam and Chris Barnes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. I'm, uh, I'm going to be Seth Putnam here. Uh, you're going to be Chris Barnes. Or no, sorry. No, I'm going to be Chris Barnes. Correct. Yes. yes you're going to be Seth Putnam. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You have to be Seth Putnam because of the final line. Um, so give us, give me a countdown. I'm ready to go whenever. Perfect. All right. So three, two, one. Oh, sorry. Three, two, one, 
Go. Jesus fucking Christ, Chris. Aren't you supposed to be fighting me like you threatened pussy? There's something I got to do with my tour bus. You can't hide in your tour bus. You got to fight me, fucking pussy. Nah, I'm going to hide in my tour bus. Chris, I'm getting tired of it. You're going to fight me today. T-O-D-Y? Shit. This is muffed up. I'm not coming out. Back in Boston, we killed pussies like you, faggot. I'm going <laughs> to shoot you, stupid. You couldn't hit the side of the venue. If we were in the pit, I'd beat your ass. Well, this isn't the pit. My roadies will save me. I can't believe you were in fucking Cannibal Corpse. I was in Cannibal Corpse? What a waste of riffs. My name is Chris. Your forehead make your five head makes a good fucking target. By the end of the show, you better come out or else. See this? It's gonna hurt. You're fucking gay. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful history. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Is, if you don't know the history of uh, Chris Barnes and Seth Putnam, suffice it to say, uh, Seth Putnam went to a six feet under show with his guitar player. Uh, to hand out flyers looking for a drummer. Eventually, Seth Putnam ended up heckling Chris Barnes, and Chris Barnes ran to his his his, his uh, tour bus and then hit on his tour bus and refused to fight Seth Putnam. So Seth Putnam wrote the song "Chris Barnes is a Pussy" in mm. retaliation. So, um, you know what we're calling this segment? What's that? Epic Ralph battles in history. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god oh my god yeah we have to yeah. that's that's yeah the, you're welcome yeah. it's a perfect can, title can you can you explain to me a little detail on vercingetorix uh vercingetorix he was vercingetorix he was the initial leader uh leader of the uh uni- unification of the Gallic <laughs> tribes um when Caesar was going northward after uh-huh. he finished his westward campaigns and uh, uh-huh. united like um, Spain and everything, yeah, he went north and uh, decided to take traditional Germanic and maybe like French lands too. Vercingetorix uh-huh. was the first guy to unite all the Germanic tribes, but he actually died before he could really come face to face with Caesar on the battlefield. Nice, um, but yeah, uh, That's basically he had, he, had, he had a lot of he had, he had a lot of trouble like uniting the tribes and. Fucking the entire time Caesar was goading him because Caesar's Caesar's a funny asshole. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I gotta say, like, I, I'm really impressed with our choices today. Like they were perfect. Yes, the, Amazing. The very opposite. I'd I say. know, I know. I, I, I loved the uh the the the, the dichotomy, you yes, know, the juxtaposition, yes. if you will. Yeah, uh, like immediately last night when we talked about this, I'm like I've got so much weird Roman history. <laughs> I immediately that, to remember. So last night, so you you y'all the listener, you weren't there, but last night I was like Brit. I pitched this idea to Brit, and then we both started laughing maniacally, and we were both like. I want to do it tomorrow. And you were like, I want to do it. And I was like, but I want to do it. Because immediately I was like, Seth Putnam and Chris Barnes. <laughs> like, you, like, we you, need could do, you could do Seth Putnam in like anyone. Jamie Jasta. Yeah, <laughs> you could do like 30 of these just on Seth Putnam. <laughs> Seth Putnam and Robert Smith. Seth Putnam, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just like the Seth Putnam and Chris Barnes is the, the classic and it's perfect. It's great. Uh, I have some other ideas though. Uh, that I'm really excited for, yeah, and this will this will um, be a weekly segment. And yeah. You know what? If we if we do this for the next 29 episodes, like we will basically <laughs> put together an hour worth of this. Yeah, so we can post that on YouTube e- every single like, week. Yeah, let's let's do uh-huh. this and uh, put together the, one of the dumbest projects ever made. Uh, I will edit the video so like it it 
represents that. I'll like get Google images of Vercingetorix and, and Julius Caesar, and I'll, I'll, play, I'll paste them over the that characters in the video. I'll, I'll do that work because it's it's going to be beautiful. Love that. Love that. It's going to be really good. Um, I, uh, I, I'm very excited. Do you have any uh, pairings you want to hint at, or do you want to be make it a surprise? No, I mean, there's there's so many great historical. Yeah, let's make it a surprise. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go probably deep into history. Of course, I'll do like uh, the only one I'm going to hint at for sure. The only one I'm definitely gonna do is um, Donald Fagan <laughs> and, uh, and oh my god and, and Chuck Rainey in the studio oh, oh when they're god. playing Peg. Oh and my Chuck god, Rainey slapping and and he's like, no, you shouldn't <laughs> slap. But and so like Chuck's like Chuck. and so Chuck just like turns around and plays a slap line anyway, and they're like, oh, that's perfect. And it was like, and I think Chuck Rainey's line is like, I was all slapping, motherfuckers didn't even know. And it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's so good. I love Chuck Rainey. That's um, beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, yeah, we'll 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 have a lot of fun with this. This is a great easy format. We'll we'll definitely like get the rhythm down a lot more. I think uh, tighten it up. It'll be fun. Oh damn, we forgot to switch the thing for the <laughs> for the what? Oh, oh, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah. But people will be a. We'll get it. It's fine. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah. But anyways, so that's, that's the show. That, that's our new that's segment. That's our show. That's we, uh, we we're, we're increasingly striving to make the most obscure show possible, and here we are, really nailing it. I think. Yeah. We I I discussed it the other day. Like my ultimate goal. I don't know about Spencer. Don't really care. But um, mm -hmm. my ultimate goal with the show is, or not not just this show, but podcasting in general, is to really create one of the foundational, maybe first. I'm not sure post casts yes to where it is a podcast specifically not about anything and really like blazing new trails into the format i want to broadcast what, things what, what, that people don't care about or don't know about <laughs> so well they're they're in jokes with yourself basically so what we're doing is mental illness the podcasting basically but, yeah. but at the same time there is a point to it because like you know we we went through you know, our, our last bonus episode was – our last Patreon-exclusive yes. episode was this in which for uh, – I edited it down, but it was originally almost an hour and a half. But for about an hour and ten minutes, you, me, and my brother discuss this less than one-minute scene uh -huh. and every single aspect thereof. It, it is, like, incredibly dense. Like, it we're is. getting so granular. Which it's is, beautiful. It, it is beautiful because <clears throat> there's so much information out there, yeah. you know? Everyone, and we're focusing on the things that no one cares about. Exactly. No one cares about this. But you know what? Like, I, I do. I do, too. And there's got to be at least, like, one person listening. Someone's, like, typing right now. They might care. Yeah, th <laughs> someone says here they're here for it. BurgerWolf666. Hell yeah. Ian. 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 Hell yeah. We What's love up, you, buddy? dog. Appreciate you. He's here for it. Thank you for being here for us. Me, me and Ian, by the way, <clears throat> have the same quote on our forearms. Wow, that's heavy. Yeah, we both have yeah. a So It Goes. We both uh, Kurt I mean, Vonnegut fans. It is a it is an it is a white boy saying, thing yeah. to do. Yeah. No. yeah, it is. Anyway, nice. I've been Britain and I've been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head, a, a bucket, bucket cast. cast. Stay greasy, bucketheads. Namaste. <laughs>